I'm Sophie. And I'm Emily. Welcome to Hallmark Remarks. Hallmark Remarks. Ba-na-na. Where we go deep about shallow movies. Where we talk all things Hallmark, dating, mental health, and pop culture. We hope you enjoy today's episode. Man, welcome back. <laughs> back from Galentine's. You know, mini-sode yeah. that was kind of not really a mini-sode. <laughs> well, I mean, it was l- shorter than our normal episodes, but certainly double the time we were going to try to yeah. shoot for. <laughs> we seriously aimed, guys. We, we aimed tried so hard, and I think both of us had it the was same... 42. <laughs> I think we both had the same realization, like, when yeah. we looked at the clock to see how long we've yeah. been recording, and we still had so much more to talk about, that we were yeah. like, it was an understood thing of, this is going to go way longer. <laughs> You know, I was thinking about this the other day. I was going to therapy for about three years, talked about it on here. So if anybody's been listening for a while, you'll know that. And um, my counselor, she was awesome. I really liked her. And she was a resident, which meant she had completed all of her like master's degree Mm -hmm. and had graduated everything, but she was working towards her hours to become licensed. Mm -hmm. So legit counselor, but honestly, the benefit was she was cheaper. Yeah. Um, and I typically was her last client, and we would just gab and gab, and I'd be like, I, it's over time, and she's like, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best. I know. And so I was like, man, that is me to a T. I'm like, oh, I can just, I can literally talk forever. Yeah. Well, and it's funny because I, you and I can talk forever, but sometimes I am around people that I talk a lot just because I feel awkward and try to fill the silence. Yes. But with, like, you and I, for example, we just talk because we keep talking and have things to say, so. Right. There's, like, there's like rabbit trails and yeah. crap. And um, the podcast that I've gotten to be on, um, Coffee Conversations with, is it Coffee Conversations? It's, like, Conversations, Coffee, and Jesus or something like that um, with my friend Rebecca. Um, and she, like, <laughs> she talks about it. She's like, we really need to stay on topic. And then we just have such a good podcast where we rabbit trail. And I'm like, I don't know how to stay on topic. I, it's sorry. It's not in my job description. <laughs> yes. We have we have one topic on this podcast and we managed to squeeze in nine. <laughs> uh, yeah. We just have a general theme now. We don't even yes. talk solely about one thing. Um, I know. But we haven't talked in a while, actually, because we recorded. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It feels like a long time because. Well, I don't know. For our recording schedule, we went almost, it was like a week and a half in between, and then the one that we just did was like a shorter one, like a quick little thing. So it feels like it's been, I think it's been like almost three weeks since we've done a regular A regular thing. Yeah. Well, and I've done so much socializing between the last time we talked, so I feel like it's been two weeks in one. You got out of your house. (laughs) I did. I honestly am so proud of myself because I I went and got my hair done on Friday, and uh, the girl who did my hair, we used to be on the worship team together, so we were just chit-chatting. And I'm also planning her grand opening party for her new hair salon. It's like her very first salon she's opened. And so we bartered. I'm like a sucker for bartering services. Um, But I'm so excited because we got to chat party stuff, but also just catch up on life. And her salon is a tiny home that is in her like driveway. So it's it's just like right there next to her house. It's going to be so cute. She's very... 
um, bright and colorful and just sparkly and tattooed and all the things. So it's going to be such a fun party and it was such a good time. But I was there just intending to get a haircut. And then she was like, well, do you just want me to color it today? So I, I had planned in my brain for like an hour and I was there for probably three hours and it was so great. But uh, you know, social battery. I was like, oh, this is a lot. Yeah. And then I had lunch with two of my best friends on Saturday. And then Levi and I went over to their house again on Monday. So <laughs> that's a wow. lot for me, like in such yeah. a short amount of time. So it just well, I wanted feels to say, I, I wanted to say it initially, but I was like, no, I'm going to save it for the podcast. But your hair looks so good. Thank like, you. I really like how, how she framed your face. Like it's really attractive. I I love it. Listeners, I have like bangs. Um, yes. I had bangs a couple She's of years ago. She's almost at his middle part, and I'm barely tolerating that, but it's fine. <laughs> well, my hair is kind of, it's got a flexible part. It can go either way. Yeah. So I styled them today more curtainy, but they can also yeah, yeah. go straight across. Mm-hmm. But it's a lot darker, yeah. and it's got some, like, highlights around the front. Um, and depending on future job stuff, like, you know, dress codes and stuff she specializes in like fantasy color and i i really like one day want to do just something crazy but for now this was really like, that's just are so you surprised normal for you <laughs> it's so unlike <laughs> me i know um so i don't know what crazy can look like right now but this is natural enough but yeah it was so ironically fun. i today so i have a thing where i um appreciate other people's like colored hair Mm -hmm. in a way that I'm like okay you know like just from afar I'm like oh you know nice yeah um but I firmly believe that our natural hair color is the most flattering color for like our skin tone and our face shapes all that kind of stuff and that goes to like all my stances on all my weird things about color theory whatever (laughs) but I was like walking by a mirror and I looked at my hair color and I was like I'm so glad that I have my natural hair color because I think it's so flattering (laughs) and I think everybody should and then I was like oh wait Emily just colored her my so but it I doesn't mean, look bad like I'm not saying that's because it looks bad it's just so funny that I had that thought it today. is so funny because <laughs> I had not colored my hair prior to this in almost a year which is really long for me so I finally got to see my natural color get to a significant length and I was like that's yeah. not bad like I that's hadn't seen it <laughs> hey girl <laughs> so how are you <laughs> I was like hey but I do love it when people take their natural color and just get like a little like gloss or oomph on it pizzazz yeah, yeah. I, I would have been fine with that too because I was like let's just do a chocolate yeah. or something. And she goes, meanwhile, like go. I'm, when I start going gray, like yeah. I'm, I'm going to be like, all right, let's do it. I kind of love that. Too. I listen, I listen to the, um, one tree Hill podcast and it's called drama Queens and Hillary Burton. Um, I just really like her. Like she's just funny. Um, but she's going gray, And she was like, girl, when I first went gray, I was ready for it. And I was yeah. like, you know what, Hillary, me too. <laughs> like, I love it. Now that I'm ready to go gray and I'm yeah. not, I don't think I see any grays yet, to be honest with you. I'm about to be 30. It's not like I'm super, super old. Right. But I'm like, you know, once it starts happening, I'm just not going to be that person that freaks out about it. I already know that. I already know that, that about me. People pay a lot of money to get their hair colored gray now. It's a, tra- it's a thing. So I think I'd be, I'd probably do the same. Like I'm going to have so much yeah. fun with color now that once I see some gray coming in, I'll be like, yeah. Let's see what that looks like. That might be kind of fun. That might be be kind of cool. (laughs) Well, we'll have those streaks. I mean, I always loved, um, what was her name from What Not to Wear? Yes. London. Uh, Stacey. Stacey London. Yeah, she had that gray. Yeah, she had the gray because she had a birthmark on her head and that's what happens. Um, I even know this guy that has, like, it's interesting because his eyebrow has, like, a blonde streak and then it's up to his hairline. You know, like, it's just one spot. 
Um, and I always remember being like, oh, I wish I had completely black hair with like the streak of, you know, um, yeah. of the gray. Cause I always thought that looked so chic on yeah, her. It's so cool. And so to me, I'm like, gray hair, don't care. It's like, very mother Gothel. If mother Gothel yes. was not a villain, you know, it's, like yeah. we she, don't love she didn't her. scare the bejesus out of us. Right. Like we don't love her, but her mm-hmm. hair was pretty yes. amazing. <laughs> well, speaking of bejesus. So, um, I have certain phrases and I realized this weekend they're almost all from one movie. <laughs> um, and it's what a girl wants, mm-hmm. um, with Amanda Bynes. Mm-hmm. I say the phrase, um, flying fart in space all of the time. <laughs> Is that from and that he movie? he says that. Yeah, he says, <clears throat> I don't give a flying fart in space. Who he is? Like, whatever. I want my daughter back. And every time that, like, line happens, I just go, because I'm like, I say that all the time. And it's from that movie. It is. I love that. And then he says, he's going um, to get milk late at night, uh, or and, like, cereal, and she's in the kitchen. He doesn't see her, so he opens it up and turns around like she's in the um, light of the refrigerator. And he's like, oh, just get the Jesus out of me. <laughs> it's better because they have accents. <laughs> like, yes. Yes. Like She's all like, proper. Sorry. <laughs> um, but yeah, there's, there were several, I can't remember what the other others were, but those two specifically, I was like, oh my gosh. That's the best. I, yeah. I quote, she's, uh, she's the man a lot. Yes. Just like. Which is oogly. <laughs> oogly. For me, it was like, do you like cheese? My favorite's Gouda. It's Gouda. <laughs> Whenever, I mean, any girl our age when she eats Gouda says that line yeah. because it's so classic. But it's funny because Haley does it now. You know oh, what good. I mean? Like, so good. I'm like, yes, you're I've, raising I've, her right. <laughs> I've manipulated her with cheese. Um, <laughs> but she, um, we were watching, or well, Hannah came into town this past week, and my friend Hannah, and we were watching Princess Diaries on um, Saturday night, and I was commenting the whole time while watching Princess Diaries why that is such a good, like, rom-com versus Your Place or Mine with mm-hmm. Reese Witherspoon, which I referenced last week and I did finish. And I was just really underwhelmed. Um, and I said a lot of the things that are missing from modern-day rom-coms um, are the really just, like, why is this scene in here, but you end up liking it. Yeah. You know, like, it just kind of adds to, like, the character and stuff. And here's one thing I noted from Princess Diaries that I have yet to see. And honestly, 95% of the movies that I've probably seen in the last, like, 10 years. If you watch that scene where she, anytime that they're in their kitchen in the fire station, Mm -hmm. you know, that they live in or whatever. Their kitchen equally looks like a normal, everyday American kitchen. Yeah. Without being, it's like... There's stuff everywhere without it being gross, messy. It's just normal cluttered. Yeah. And because she's an artist, the mom is an artist, like it's, it's, there's colors and, you know, it's kind of mixed and matched, but it, it works and it flows. And I was like, I have yet to see, especially a rom-com where the kitchen doesn't look modern and chic. Yeah. It's always like something elevated. Exactly. And I'm like, there's something about just how lived in. Yeah. That movie is. Like, mm-hmm. every single scene, it's, like, a lived-in environment. Except for when you're in, like, the embassy and the, yeah. you know, that kind of stuff where it's very royal. So, you have that stark difference. Anyway, yeah. I could go on a whole rant. But it was so interesting to watch What a Girl Wants and a Pr- Princess Diaries. And then we even watched um, Devil Wears Prada on Sunday night to watch, like, those three movies right after finishing Your Place or Mine with Reese Witherspoon and Ashton Kutcher mm-hmm. and go, oh, I can pinpoint 
all of the little subtle things that make those movies so good and so classic and make me want to watch them over and over again yeah. that just did not exist in yeah well because if you think back i probably couldn't name them off the top of my head right now but thinking back to those you know early 2000s kind of rom-coms or even tv shows i would see something in like their room decor or something that i would just is like so iconic and that if i would see that now i would immediately remember a specific movie yes it's just like that's such a, a it's i guess it's like a nostalgia thing for sure but it is so specific to like the characters and it doesn't look like every other like bedroom decor or kitchen decor and so it, it feels more authentic and like i could see a, you know something nowadays that i could immediately reference a movie and be like oh that's why i love that movie so much is because like I wanted my bedroom to look like, you know, X, Y, and Z, or even the Mean Girls, like, Regina George's bedroom. I was like, that is so cool. Oh, yeah. Like, it's just iconic. Well, do you remember the movie, I don't, did you watch the movie Sleepover with Alexa Vega? I didn't watch that as often, but I, I have seen it. Like, I remember well, her, her dress. her room had that, like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. The red dress. dress. <laughs> her room had that, like, one wall that had a mural, and it was, like, these, like, swir- it was, um different colored stripes but it kind of did like an s Mm. shape you Mm -hmm. know like a wave shape on the wall um and i remember thinking oh my gosh i would love to have you know that but her room looked like a typical teenage girl's room and when they had the sleepover it was messy in that room Mm -hmm. and just it's so interesting because i don't think that you know your place or mine had um good in my opinion like background quirks to each place that they were at and i there was some really cool filming really cool dynamics um going on but i just kept thinking yeah but your kitchen isn't cluttered or yeah "Yeah, but you know um the way that you guys are talking to each other feels very like standoffish or that you just yeah teeny tiny things that i'm going the acting was phenomenal i mean it's those two they know what they're doing Mm -hmm. um even the even the supporting actors great job everybody just did a great job but it didn't give me the feeling. Yeah. And it's it's so annoying to be that person, but I'm like, no, sorry. Yeah, it makes sense, it. though. Like, I think of a movie like The Holiday, where each style of the houses are completely different, but they are equally as memorable, and, like, you can reference yes. them and know exactly what it is, It and it's unique yep. in that way. Um, So I totally, that makes so much sense to me, for sure. Yep. Basically, I just want Reese Witherspoon to call me. Yeah. And to say, hey, girl, um, can you come on this set and, like, yeah. watch a few scenes and tell me what we're doing wrong? And oh, my I'll gosh. Say, she does live in Nashville. Yes, so the accent. Reese, I know. <laughs> yes, Reese, I can. You and your perfect little self can totally have me on set. Absolutely. And I will just tell you a couple, like a toaster here, you yeah. know, and a, a quirky little handbag there. And yeah. you're just, you're golden. It'll be great. Like, <laughs> and I also, like, how this is not necessarily on the home decor aspect, but... I so, so badly wanted to do that craft on Princess Diaries where they throw the darts into the balloons with paint. I still, to this day, want to recreate that. Like, it looks yes. like it's so much so, fun. I'm so glad you said that because, I was like I said, I was watching it with Hannah and I kept going on those rants. See this, this yeah. scene, that scene, you know, whatever. But I said, this scene, there's no value add to this movie. Right. There's no plot line add to this movie that they're doing this other than mom's an artist and they spend they have a good relationship you Mm -hmm. know fine different quirky relationship which is good i'm so glad they had it in there and i said 
But the balloon thing? Yeah. I don't know a single millennial woman who has watched this movie that doesn't want to do that. Exactly. That was iconic. It was iconic. And it was just, it was just kind of thrown in there and it was like a subtle thing. And they had another conversation after that, but I was like, that part, not necessary, but it was so good. But so necessary. Yes. And one day I will recreate it. (laughs) It's my next type Um, of fixation. In case anybody thinks I have not seen a good, like, romantic movie in the last, like, decade and I hate everything and I'm only nostalgic, (laughs) whatever. Um, The movie To All the Boys I've Loved Before is on Netflix. The first one, I just watched it, like, a week or two ago. And it is it is newer. Uh, they did all three to go with the books, which the books are great. The movies are great. Um, that movie, I, I rewatched it, and I'll probably rewatch it forever. Mm-hmm. I think it's so funny. It's so good. So there are, yeah. I don't know if there's some. There is that one. Yeah, at least that <laughs> that's one. That's newer that I'm like, no, it's so good. So yeah. I'm not a complete hater. I just, I'm <laughs> underwhelmed. <laughs> and that's why we make it a point to acknowledge those in Hallmark movies when we acknowledge the decor in the background because it is important because it can take away it can take away from the story if it is like obviously bad but I don't think I don't know like it it is extra noticeable when it's bad and so that's when it's distracting but if it's a little bit more authentic then I'll comment on the fact that it's authentic but it I can then focus on the story and not the house or like not the decoration yeah like um, you almost want it to be either like invisible, like it flows so well. Yeah. Or you want it to stand out in a way that you're like jealous of it. And you're exactly. Like, I don't like that. Yeah. I mean, who 100%. didn't want? I don't remember which movies or which TV shows, but if, uh, you know, a Liz McGuire, That's So Raven, you know, things like that that had certain phones, like the landlines where they oh, have it in their yeah. room. You had the the weird clear one that we all wanted that you could mm-hmm. see like all the gears and stuff. Yeah, it was um, like there sparkly. Was, like, yeah, you could have the one with the lips, uh-huh. you know. Um, there was the there was one I think that was like an orange fuzzy one, just stuff like that that you're like, I want to notice it in a way that I'm like, yeah. Mom, well, please, even, I must have it. Even the cheeseburger phone from Juno. <gasps> yes, I told. Oh my gosh, I think I've only seen Juno once, but I do remember that phone. Yeah, and she's like on the phone, and she goes, "Hold on, I'm on my burger phone," and she has to like shake it. <laughs> <laughs> what an icon! Iconic movie, seriously. But yeah. Yep. Good spiel. We like it. Yeah. We like it. I'm trying to think of well, any cool stuff Well, around I here, I would say around here, I'm just annoyingly passionate about the stupidest crap. Well, I, I'm on TikTok all the time, so I saw something very cool that I was going to bring up. Do you know that you can make bagels with just Greek yogurt and flour? Sure. I saw that on TikTok. And wow. I saw a girl, she did it gluten-free. So I was like, huh, Sophie. Because oh. it's whatever I think flour the most, you use. <laughs> I think the most hilarious thing about the pandemic was you know people were making stuff like they were everything you know, sourdough bread and like whatever but a trend was making your own bagels and people were like wait you don't bake them you boil you them. boil <laughs> this one like, i love us <laughs> i know this one she um boils it and then just bakes it to finish it off kind of thing right right but right, right. Yeah. which i guess you do anyway with regular bagels but mm-hmm. i was like she called it like a protein bagel, which fine. I'm curious now because I think food science is fascinating. Like I don't want to pursue yes. it, but when somebody tells me that you can make a bagel with Greek yogurt and flour and it works, I'm going to be like, well, that's, I'm going to try it. That's so cool. One of the most fascinating things to me, I was like 21, 22 when I went to, um, actually I think I was 20 and 21 when I went to Ethiopia, when I went for the summer. So like three months, there was, there's this book that most missionaries have, no matter which, co- Ooh, which country you're in. And it's like the, 
what to get instead book. Yeah. <laughs> and basically it's like, if you don't have most ingredient, yeah. here's like five that work in place Swap of it. Out. And it's basically yeah. because you just don't know what that country's going to have mm-hmm. for what you're used to using. So it's basically the ultimate substitutions book that a missionary made like 50 years ago that is still amazing. Nice. Yep. And that kind of opened my eyes up to, oh, I can use like mayonnaise. I can use, yeah. you know, egg whites. I can use this, like whatever. Oh, so cool. I love that stuff. Because yeah. sometimes, you know, yeah. I don't have oil or something and they're like, you can use applesauce. <laughs> like, oh, sweet. Okay. It's so uh, cool. <laughs> anyway, shifting gears. Uh, <laughs> we've spent 20 minutes catching up, so we love that. Yep. But uh we're on our what fifth wedding veil movie mm-hmm. yeah we watched Which it means we only have one more I, i'm kind of sad about it um so we I watched know. this like last week but i did do a write-up for this one um so yeah we're gonna dive into this and chit chat a little bit about the wedding veil inspiration yes. um yeah. <clears throat> okay I haven't read this since I typed it a week ago, so let's see how this goes. Um, In this uh, fifth movie of the series, we are in Chicago, and it's Emma and Paolo's movie again. So last time we saw um, Peter and Avery. Avery. and Peter. Yeah, I was like, oh, God, don't forget. (laughs) Peter and Avery, and then now we're back to Emma and Paolo um, in, in good old Chicago. So Emma is teaching at a university, and Paolo is opening his lace shop, uh, House of Stefano. Which, I mean, how perfect is that for a lace shop? I'm serious. Um, (laughs) After they have this, like, grand opening party, um, and after that, Paolo has a family emergency, and he has to go back to Italy, and he... Uh, he finds out that his father needed like a heart surgery, but he is thankfully recovering. It's just obviously kind of stressful. And Paolo is having to stay in Italy for a while. Um, and then we see Tracy and Avery at the beginning and the opening party and all that. So our girls are back together. It's a great time. Um, finding my spot. Uh, so Emma is juggling a lot at this time. So she's teaching at the university, but she's also kind of being trained to be the head of the department once her boss retires and we kind of get a little bit of a background that this boss has taken forever to even get to a point of retiring and she keeps putting it off but meanwhile she's giving emma all these responsibilities she has to attend all these meetings and um with paolo in italy she's juggling a lot of things uh one of these things is her ta lily her grad student ta lily has taken a video of Emma talking about the veil at the lace shop um, and it goes viral. So we have our own little Hallmark version of TikTok. It's called like <laughs> clip top or something. It was a uh, quack. 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 Quack something. It was like, it and almost I, 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 I rewound it and I was like, did they say quack or clack? And I oh. was like, no, I think they said quack. Quack. Oh, that's yes. funny. Um, yeah. Yeah, so the whole beginning part of the movie is just establishing, again, what's going on in their lives. Opening the lace shop, family emergency, and Emma is juggling a lot of things. Um, And so we get to follow along on this journey. Um, And Emma is a character, she's very strongly attached to her five-year plan, and part of that does become... Uh, involves becoming the department chair of the art department, but this whole time it's just proving a little bit more to you know than she anticipated. She's got a very persnickety boss. Um, the actress who plays her boss is also in Virgin River, and it's so funny to see her play her boss, who is this like uptight, really bossy character. And then in Virgin River, she's like she owns a farm, and she's just like the sweet, oh, the sweet lady in the Linda town. Is Linda Boyd? Mm-hmm. 
Is it Linda? Bo- I didn't even, I didn't even recognize her. Oh my gosh. That is so funny. Yeah. I love wow. when I see an actor yeah. just be completely, like, yes. just do such a great job of being two completely different characters and different things. Um, yep. So with all this that Emma is kind of juggling, Paolo notices that she doesn't seem very happy with becoming the department chair. It's just not stuff that really speaks to her character. Um, She's just kind of constantly being stifled, it seems. Yeah, so it was interesting because Nancy, her... So the department chair, Nancy, like you said, was, like, preparing to retire Mm -hmm. and understandably was, like, including her in these, like, all-staff meetings and yada yada. And, like... It was so interesting because I was conflicted because Emma would even say, ugh, like, I got this staff meeting, ugh, yeah. you know, whatever. And I'm going, that's what the department chair does. Yeah. There's, like, no, you know, whatever. But then Nancy sits her down and kept telling her things. You've got, you're kind of too close to your TA. You need to wear, you know, muted, like, darker, serious colors. When she said that, I yelled at the TV, no! Yeah, I was like, Emma's don't take away so her great. style! Yes. <laughs> So all these things, um, but I did, yeah, I, it was, they did such a good job of kind of showing the conflict of moving up the ladder, but losing your vibrancy, Yeah, you know, where it's like, which one, which one needs to go? Yeah. So I feel like she, because she's so attached to her five-year plan, Emma is just, you know, in, in her first movie, we kind of learned she does not like to deviate from like the rules or deviate from the you know a b c d of it all (laughs) like she doesn't want to go out of order with things and with her five-year plan becoming the department chair was on that so she was like yeah i can't deviate from this plan Mm -hmm. um but meanwhile we just see her being stifled like that Mm -hmm. the video of her talking about the veil um because obviously, who was it? Avery brought the veil from Boston to be at the lace shop for its grand opening. She was like, it's only yeah. fitting. So she's talking about the veil and it goes viral. And that's kind of like where we see her shine is talking about art in a way that makes quote unquote normal people who aren't studying art um, appreciate it from a different lens. And so she yeah. becomes known as like, you know, your favorite art historian is kind of her mm-hmm. her little online name um and that's kind of where we see her like brightness show up a little bit um so paolo kind of sees that this department chair role doesn't really seem like it would be great for her so he um he tries to convince emma to move to italy to teach and he kind of makes the decision because he needs to take over the family business after his father's surgery and everything going on. Um, Emma's not too keen on the idea at first because, again, five-year plan. But I'm like, okay, twist my arm. Why don't you? I'll <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. I'll go to Italy. <laughs> and I do. I did appreciate because Avery and Tracy at one point were like, but weren't you guys planning on at some point moving back mm-hmm. there? And she said, yeah, but I was thinking like when we were ready to have kids, after we had kids and we were – You know, I had done some of the things that I wanted to do over here. And, like, I thought we had, I don't know, I think she said, like, 10 or so years. Yeah. And I get that. Sometimes when you do have that in mind, you're like, shoot, this is so much faster than I thought. But at the same time, I was like, but you love Italy. We're not talking about, you know, going and living in, like, northern Canada when you're used to Florida or something. You know, you're we're talking moving from Chicago, which sucks, to Italy, which doesn't suck. Right. I'm like, I mean, so, and I can kind of see that too. Like, my ideal situation would be moving to Italy with my handsome Italian husband and teaching art in Italy. Um, 
But also I I know kind of being so stuck on like what you think is your plan and your goals for so long that you just don't want to give that up, quote unquote, on a whim. But granted, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. twist my yeah. arm, take me to Italy. I, I don't, know. I'm not going to stop you. Um, so like throughout the whole movie, Paolo's basically back and forth. And um, this kind of brings up a lot of Emma's fears and struggles with long distance and we learn in their first movie that that was the reason why she kind of had her heart broken before she met Paolo was trying to navigate a long distance thing and I love that um she shares that with him and he is like reassuring her but he was also like yeah but that was with the wrong person you know we we are the right people for each other it's gonna be okay but I think it was I think it was good that like she didn't kind of bend from that like she yeah she was just very much like you know I can't do distance and we kind of need to figure this out but this brings up a point that I want to talk about later and we can kind of pin that but anyway that was kind of like a lot of struggles because you know she's dealing with all this stuff in Chicago while he's in Italy um Nancy keeps wanting her like you said to change her style stop making these videos um come to all these meetings and like just all this stuff and girls struggling. And also there's a spider in her office and she's scared of spiders. Uh, I, I resonated. Oh, yeah. Like, it was a big spider. No, ma'am. Um, Lily is her TA who is a super cute character. And um, she is played by Casey Roll, who uh, has been in a lot of stuff that Sophie didn't know. And I didn't look it up. So I don't know if I know, but she looks really familiar and she was great. I thought she was super cute and quirky. Um, a little side plot is, Lily and Paolo's cousin Matteo, who works at the lace shop, um, you know, Lily finds the veil. She bumps into the veil. Like, literally, Matteo bumps into it, and she catches it, and they lock eyes. And then, obviously, yep. the veil gets to do its thing again. Um, and so they're kind of like a little side plot, and she's Emma's TA, so we see her a lot. Um, she's kind of weird, quirky, and so, therefore, I like her a lot. And I'm like, oh. Hey, girl. Um, and then Mateo has moved from Miami to escape heartbreak. And so he's going to have to get used to a Chicago winter at some point. Um, there was another cute moment that I took a note of where uh, Paolo just kept doing really sweet things for Emma from Italy. Yeah. So I'm like, if he wanted yeah. to, he would. Um, he would like send, <laughs> <laughs> he would like send her flowers. One night he yeah. had Lily and Mateo like sneak into the house um, while Emma was at work and set up like decorations and the and the video for like a zoom dinner date and i was like oh my gosh it was so cute um it really was i loved it to me it was like um if you remember from her original movie wedding veil on something not inspiration not legacy unveiled yeah unveiled yeah i think it's (laughs) um there's so many but she you know, you kind of referenced it a minute ago, but she had a long distance relationship with a guy that she had been dating and she had, they had just broken up. So that's mm-hmm. kind of when the Wedding Veil series even started, which is the first one, we learned that they had just broken up. And so we never really met that guy. But what that story was, was he, they, they weren't long distance, but then he moved and they became, they became long distance. And in that time, he essentially emotionally cheated on her because mm-hmm. he very quickly moved on to this other girl and they got engaged, you know, soon after And so for her, long distance didn't just mean it's really hard and I feel disconnected. It's like a lack of trust, a lack of trying. Mm 
Mm-hmm. And so for Paolo, who like loves her, it was like second nature to him. Yeah. That he would set up a date. He would, you know, reach out, whatever. While his dad is having heart problems, while he's running the family business. Yeah. While they're on different in different time zones. And you're right. Like if he wanted to, he would. And she also, in my opinion, did such a good job of clearly communicating like her fears, her worries, her concerns. Yeah. Where she was like, this is not something I thrive with. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, okay. And so I think he did his part wonderfully as best as he could, you know, with the limitations that he had. But I'm also really proud of her because I think she spoke up basically any time that she was struggling to say. And that's a really bad scenario to say something where it's like. You, while your dad is like sick and struggling, I am too. Mm-hmm. You can feel really selfish with that, but she was just like, no. I mean, long distance just doesn't work for me. We need to talk about it. Yeah, yeah. So, I liked that. That was good too, because it was just they. You know, clearly she was upset, but they talked about it like you know, husband adults. and wife, adults. Yes. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, as in all, you know, the first four movies, all three of these women can just at the drop of a hat fly to see the other friends so one one particularly hard night emma is just she's just having a a time with all of it and um she like hangs up on paolo and she feels really bad about it and so she's like talking to her friends and then that night um tracy and avery just fly to chicago from their respective cities granted boston new york and chicago like it's not a fly to each other yes but like you know, it's not cheap to just no. drop drop everything and just go for one night. Um, yeah. But they have a really important conversation. And I think, like, it's a good example of having the right people in your life who you trust who will, like, tell you like it is. Um, they just have a really important conversation about life throwing curveballs at you and, like, making adjustments and how it's okay to say no. And in this particular case, Emma was talking about She's given so much to her job and also she has like basically let Nancy teach her all of these things about becoming department chair and she's already put so much time into it that she was struggling a lot with kind of saying, no, this is actually something that I don't want to do. Um, And I get that. That's like such a hard thing sometimes to grapple with in your brain. It's like, but I've already given so much and like she's expecting me to do this so I can't just you know sometimes it feels like you're just up and quitting um but I love that they were like you know it's okay to say no because life changes people change and ultimately like this this job was stifling Emma in all the ways that make her herself and I think spoiler alert she doesn't she quits (laughs) but I think if she would have stepped into that it would have just continued and like Paolo wanted to go to Italy. She would have probably just begrudgingly stepped in this position. Who knows what would have happened? So I thought that was that was a really like sweet moment. But also it was so important because that can be applied to so many things in life, like a relationship that's not good for you, a job, any type of thing, because I feel like it's important if you make a commitment to like do your best with it. But there's also some times when you when you reach a point where you're like, actually, this doesn't serve me anymore. And even though I've put a lot of work into it, I have learned what I need to. And it's OK to change course. Yeah, it's the classic case of why people are in these dating relationships for like six, seven, eight years. And it never really goes anywhere. Mm-hmm. 
And it's like every year that goes by, it just makes you feel worse and worse about quitting that relationship. Right. Because what if I just wasted the last two years? Well, now it's mm-hmm. three years. Now yeah. It's four. Now it's yeah. five. Um, I think with schooling, you know, you, you're pursuing this one route and it's very clear you don't want to keep going that way, but you do because you're only a year away from being done. And yeah. I, I get it. I'm not even saying that that's the wrong call to make because sometimes it is. Just mm-hmm. finish it out and then switch courses. Yeah. But I felt like the writers, the actors, everybody just did such a good job of like letting us see what a normal grappling with I had this plan but I'm not going to go that route anymore mm-hmm. scenario looks like um because yeah it could have wrecked their marriage and I don't see Emma making a decision that would like wreck their marriage yeah. for her to stay and him to go um but also in the end, she, like, burns her five-year plan. Mm-hmm. And it was one that got marked up and changed and whatever. And I appreciate that. I, I, yeah. I, I'm kind of like that, too, where I'm like, here's my five-year plan, but it always changes. But I kind of liked watching her get to the point where she wanted to let it go. Mm-hmm. And she wanted to go be with her husband. And she wanted to pursue the things that made her happy. Because she very clearly got to a point. She's literally stressed to the max. She's tired. She's exhausted. She's wearing this, like boring black outfit they kept saying like who died (laughs) i know seriously she had to like they had they took away the class that she actually enjoyed teaching Mm. to replace it with a staff meeting that she hated going to yeah and it just kind of all came to this head and she's looking at nancy am i skipping to your like what you're oh no you're okay introducing it perfectly (laughs) okay and to where she looks at nancy and she's like i don't want to do this i'm so sorry i i hope that that doesn't insult you like all the work all the mentorship you know whatever and nancy who had this very severe you know serious look to her the whole time like kind of relax her shoulders literally like relaxed and she was like finally i've been doing everything i can to make you like basically miserable so yeah, that you can come I... to the conclusion that you don't want to do <laughs> yeah i kind of had issue with that i was like that is that's so unprofessional <laughs> you like it is her. unprofessional but it made sense because of how like highly she spoke of nancy and i was like nancy yeah. seems like trash you right. know oh um but yeah i very much felt like Okay, I kind of get it now because I did not like Nancy, but I, I liked it. I thought it was a twist, a fun little yeah, twist. That it was. She was like, "Yeah, I was, I was doing that on purpose." And I like how they introduced that whole moment too. Nancy goes into Emma's office and she said, "We don't have the funds for everybody. Like, you need to decide yeah. who needs to be let go." And about that. that was like the final straw, obviously, because Emma was like, "I've decided. Um, it's gonna be me. I choose to be <laughs> let go." Um, and that's when they were just kind of like, "Oh, thank goodness!" Like. I think she was basically like, you know, not that you wouldn't make a great department chair, but this is not you at all. <laughs> like, what did she say? She was like, um, basically, like, bureaucracy is not for you. <laughs> no. She was like, no, no, it's not. I hate meetings. <laughs> like, I hate them yes. so much. Um, so that's when Emma quits her job. And literally, like, the next scene, she's packing her suitcase. And Paolo shows up. And again, I say, these people can really just fly whenever they want to. And they look fresh-faced, the jerkwads. Yeah. You know, they I, don't need, like, a day to recover. I feel like that's a long flight. That's just a long travel day in general. Yes. Um, And it, it broke my heart a little bit because he goes, are you leaving me? And I was like, oh, my gosh. Oh, Paolo, no. no. He was. He was like, are you leaving me? And she was like, 
no. And he goes, why are you packing all of your stuff? And she goes, to fly to Italy to see my husband. And I was like, oh, my gosh. It was so sweet. So he was like, I just needed to see you. Like, I needed to let you know that everything is okay. Um, And then it was all just so sweet. And I mentioned it before that, like, Emma or her TA, Lily, and Paolo's cousin, Matteo, they, the like, all the while, their kind of side plot is they're spending more time together. They get along really well. Um, Lily kind of does some stalking at the beginning and finds out that he dated a model. And so I think from from the jump, she was like, oh, I don't have anything to be worried about because he's not going to be interested in me. And so they were just spending a lot of time together. They were going and, you know, getting dinner together and all this stuff. And he pursued her and said, I, like, want to date you basically um and lily like i said before she's like she's quirky she likes bugs and you know all this stuff and he's from miami and she's really intimidated because you know he's dated models and all this stuff um but i think it was really cute that he was just like i don't what like i just i like you i like spending time with you none of that other stuff matters like i've been heartbroken and I'm here, like, I want to spend time with you. And then they get married. <laughs> Listen, I just need, I need everybody to watch this movie because of the one scene where he basically sits with her and was like, you know, you kind of have a choice. Yeah. You have a choice to try. You have mm-hmm. a choice to just trust and believe that you're, like, essentially worthy of love. Yeah. You know, worthy of being cared for and being appreciated and being chosen. And she gave this speech that I just, I feel like most women would resonate with at least one time in their life, if not majority of their life, experiencing that, like, I don't get chosen mm-hmm. feeling. You know, yeah. I, I'm weird. I'm different. I'm not what guys typically want. I was, I was telling a guy, friend of mine, that I struggle with the fact that I'm not this petite, mousy Christian you know, girl. Feel that. And, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it. I went to Liberty University and like it's a Christian university and that was the type of girl I saw all these guys going for. Mm-hmm. Any guy that I liked kind of bro zoned me. Yeah. But like those types of girls in my head, like that's how, right. it, how it went. Mm-hmm. And, you know, then I started seeing my friends who were like me getting you falling in love and I was like, shut up, you're fine. <laughs> um, <laughs> But I remember that feeling of like, oh, I need to, therefore I need to be quieter. Oh, therefore Mm -hmm. I need to, I need to be like self-conscious of my body, you know, just stupid stuff. And it was like this, well, because I'm not getting chosen by all of these men, that means I'm not like worthy of being chosen as opposed to obviously like either the right guys or the one, you know, the one that you want, like that Mm -hmm. kind of thing. Um, And so when she was talking from kind of my own personal experience, I kind of went in a good way, it almost transported me back to that place. Yeah. And I just really resonated with that. You know, she's like, I like, like you said, I like bugs. I'm different. I've got all these brothers. Like, I've just never really been the type of girl that guys, you know, just fawn over, which in her mind is that model Mm ex-girlfriend of his. And obviously we've all built up the person they're interested in. They were formerly interested in as like the 10 and we're a two, you know, type of thing. Yeah. Which Lily was adorable. So I was like, oh my gosh. Um, but then Mateo said, essentially it's scary. Like, yeah, I did get out of that really serious relationship and it was, you know, it was hard and I didn't, I didn't want it to end, but at the same time it was good that it ended. And I just have to like trust that that's part of the process. But 
you know, we, we need to, we, we either do this or we, or we don't. Yeah. And it was kind of like, do it scared. Like yeah. if you're scared, do it anyway. Yeah. Um, vibe. And I, <laughs> I texted you out. This is what, when I texted you, these movies are so great. I know. They're so good. <laughs> because I was like tearing up going, how relatable and real was that conversation? Yeah. Like that conversation happens probably every day, you mm-hmm. know, just everyday couples grappling with. We're on that, like, teetering moment of we're good friends and we like each other. But if we teeter into this land, that's commitment land. That's yeah. serious land. That's I'm vulnerable now saying mm-hmm. out loud I like you and maybe you like me back, you know? Yeah. And that's really hard and really scary. And I just felt like that entire conversation, I was like, this is one of the realest things I've ever flippin' see- seen in yeah. media. And it was just raw and real, and they did a great job acting in. It made me tear up, and I was like, am I healing? <laughs> am I getting healed? Well, I, I love it because what she said can be applied to so many different scenarios, too. Like like you said, like, she's super cute, and, like, her thing that she thought was weird was that she liked bugs and, and had brothers and wasn't a model, you know, all this stuff. But, like, for me... It was, I'm taller than all the guys I go to school with. I'm a bigger person than, like, half of the people. Like, all the girls are tiny. Um, mm-hmm. And then, same thing. It's, like, you just... I'm loud. I'm, I'm loud. I'm yeah. over the top. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, some of that is because you cope with humor throughout your life. <laughs> um, <Yes. laughs> but it's the same. Like, it could just be applied to so many different scenarios. Yes. And I literally have a note. It says, um, I feel like we've all had those moments where it's, like, she yes. expresses that she doesn't think that she would just even attract somebody like that. So I was so happy to see them. Yes. And Mateo was really cute, but he was quirky. Yeah. And he kind of was like, he wasn't a level of confidence that a lot of times you'll see with the male leads where Mm -hmm. they're just like, I am who I am. Yeah. Um, but he just kind of, he was there, he was reliable and he was just really nice, Mm -hmm. really outgoing. Yeah. And she was quirky. She was kind of shy. But she just always inserted herself and didn't... She would, like, share her opinion and then kind of clue into, oh, maybe I shouldn't have said that. Yeah. Um, But I loved how much Lily was loved by Emma. Yeah. And to me, I was like, Emma is unique. Yes, she is really sweet and she's really kind. But she's not super tight with just anybody. Yeah. You know, that's kind of the whole point. She's really... Emma is really tight with Avery and Tracy. Mm-hmm. You know, those are her girls, like, whatever. But it very much felt like in in her world, you know, that mm-hmm. she was lumping Lily into that. And yeah. I was like, that's a high standard to meet. And I wished they had taken maybe a few minutes of like screen time to highlight that part, to just give Lily a, you have worth outside of just the romantic relationship part. Yeah. But I think that they did a great job. I'm not going to critique it too, too hard. Yeah. Um, well, another cousin. That's good. So. <laughs> another cousin's. Paolo gets another family member. Literally. I um I loved Lily's wedding dress. I thought it was so perfectly her style. It was like a short little number. Um, she wore the veil. So it was yeah. all I didn't hate it. I'm not a short wedding dress person. Yeah. But I agree it was perfect for Lily. It was perfect for her. I think like yeah. they they every movie they did good. They kept it, like, integral to who the character was and, like, their style and everything. Um, Emma's wedding dress was the best one of them all. Oh, yeah. Like, her style in general was just chef's kiss. But, um, yeah, so, basically, Emma quits her job. (laughs) She and Paolo are doing great. Um, With with that business, 
they were actually creating replicas of Ariana's veil to sell. And that was doing really well. Um, and then we find out at Lily and Mateo's wedding that Emma is pregnant. Yeah. So I was curious if they were going to do that. I don't I don't think that my speculation is that Tracy is not going to be pregnant because she is just not for that. But Emma was talking about trying throughout the whole movie basically she was like well we just are gonna wait to have kids until i become department chair and all this stuff um and then at the wedding she's like two months pregnant it's so sweet um and so which another thing that i loved was in the beginning of the movie um so emma very much is like i you know likes certain pieces that are very unique you know Mm -hmm. decoration wise and there was apparently this just like beautiful mirror yes that she had fallen in love with and she said, too bad it would cost us, like, a fortune to have it shipped over from probably Italy. Yeah. Um, you know, to here and, you know, whatever. And Paolo was like, I'm sure he would he would send it to us. He, yeah. you know, loved you. Something like that. And she was like, no, no, no. Well, throughout the movie, she w- it was, like, a very subtle thing that they would mention. And I thought... Um, in the end, he would bring it back from Italy with him somehow. Like, mm-hmm. he'd just walk in with a massive mirror and yeah. it would be hilarious. <laughs> um, but instead, she shared at the wedding that when they, like, they had moved to Italy, mm-hmm. that she said the mirror was still available and we got it. And I, there was just something about, like, full circle moment. Yeah. And it very much was like, oh, gay, she gets to make her house in Italy her own thing. I don't know. I I yeah. love little tiny details that just kind of get... Tied up with a little bow. Yeah, it's nice when, like, you kind of forget about it as a watcher, but then at the end, they bring it back up, and it's like, oh my gosh. Oh, yeah. They didn't forget about it. Um, And yeah. so our next movie is all about Tracy and Nick. They finally go on their honeymoon, and Tracy takes the veil back with her to New York because, obviously, Nick's family... Um, you know, it was their veil, basically. So yes. <laughs> it's going it's going yes. back home. Um, yep. And then the next movie, they, they're in Greece. So that's going to be... Which I love Greece. I want to go to Greece. It's going to so be so exciting. Bad. And I I yeah. love... I'm excited to see... Because obviously we know it's going to center around Tracy and Nick. But, you know, every movie... Well, the, the fourth and fifth movie now, The Veil still has a little side plot of who it's going to bring together. Yes. And they've been different. They Like, the yeah. last movie was Peter's mom, and it was her navigating the grief of losing her husband and kind of opening her heart up to experience love again. So it was like an older, more mature relationship, um, you know, dealing with a spouse who had passed and all of that. This movie was, you know, Lily and Mateo and, and their kind of struggles with relationships and so on and so forth. So I'm I'm excited to see the the last movie, what other relationships we're going to be looking at and what kind of relationship dynamics we're gonna see the veil work its magic on and then where it ends up because this is the final movie coming up so i'm like where's it where's it gonna live like what's gonna happen and i'm so sad about it because i'm like they could make a hundred and i'd watch oh my gosh Um, i'd watch every (laughs) spinoff i would watch every single one because i have really appreciated watching uh, i uh, and i always say this about hallmark movies i love watching older individuals get Mm -hmm. you know fall in love so I love that um, Avery, Tracy, and Emma weren't, like, 20, you know? Yeah. Um, I love that all three of them had different, totally different plot lines. Yeah. Totally different. And you you as a viewer saw the obvious side of the veil, mm-hmm. but at the same time, I think it was just really quirky how each one 
kind of worked itself out. You know, yeah. I mean, Tracy is the most non-believer, and she takes it in. She to get still it doesn't fixed. believe at the end of this I know. movie, and I was like, girl. I know. <laughs> but she like get, takes it in to get fixed, and um, shoot, what's her guy's name? Nick. Nick. Nick happens to be there getting it tailored. Yeah. You know, getting it, getting a suit tailored, and. It's like, yeah, I mean, she would not think anything of, like, oh, I bumped into somebody on the street Mm -hmm. as, like, the thing. But the fact that it was that, it's just, it's so good. And then I've really enjoyed watching the last two that are kind of your, um, your part twos, you know, to these stories where the side plot is happening and it's just below main yeah. main plot, you know? Um, like, it's it's a pretty good chunk of the story, and I've really enjoyed what they've been doing with it. And you and I talked about the in-law stuff from last movie and how healthy that was, how hard, but I understood both sides, and, you know, all these things, and just how really cool it was that in the end, um, Peter's mom was able to get married and, and find love again. And, and then this one with Lily, you're just going, I didn't expect that. I mean, obviously, the moment that they bumped into the veil, I expected them yeah. to fall in love. But I didn't expect it the way it, it happened. Yeah. And I've really been enjoying that. So um, I, I plan to do some digging to see who it was that wrote this, why it was so good. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like what what the dynamic had to be to make it all happen because, I don't know, I like every single person that's in these movies. It's, I've really, really enjoyed them. It's so good. Like I'm mm-hmm. genuinely excited to see the next one. I'm going to be like sad when we're all finished. And <laughs> like, dear, dear Hallmark, please make a spinoff of like every single side plot yeah. romance that we've gotten so far. Cause yeah. I would These watch will them. now be like, um, uh, sweet Carolina last spring was yeah. our, like probably our first movie that we watched where we went, Oh my gosh, this is so good. Yeah. You know, in our podcasting history, maybe it was two, two springs ago. Um, but ever since then, it's like, we always compare. Yeah. Oh, but it, it didn't give us the same feeling that Sweet Carolina did. Or it did. You know, oh, yeah, yeah. it really felt like that or whatever. I think now we've replaced it with, oh, the wedding veil. Oh, yeah. it, it felt like the wedding veil, how it did that twist in the end. You yeah. know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. I think these are, I mean, the perfect way to start the year <laughs> for sure. Um, thousand percent. And then I love that they added the, did you say for like the little post-credit scene for this one? I did. Yeah. <laughs> I. Oh, it's so funny because you can tell it's like, the actors genuinely like to be around each other and like it just makes the chemistry that much more believable yes and so i forgot what this one theirs was but it's the same thing where the couples are talking about how they met and like their love story a little bit about the veil and um it's just like a you know 20 second clip but they're so cute every time my favorite though is when avery was like i noticed his His accent accent. so funny his accent um, um but yeah i liked it paolo share i shared it on our story so if you follow us on instagram and you're listening to this you know recently i shared on our story this week because paolo shared behind the scenes mm-hmm. um pictures from their movie uh from this movie or whatever and they were so cute i love so seeing cute. everybody's like just like personality behind the scenes and everything so um I don't think it's still up, but go follow him and you can see them because it was, they're really, really cute, really fun. Uh, yeah, I definitely think they all like each other. Yeah. And there's movies, I think most of the Hallmark actors are pretty, like, um, friendly with one another. I think that there's, I've just heard good things from actors, once again, the Drama Queens podcast that I listen to. Mm-hmm. All three of them have done Hallmark movies. Mm-hmm. 
And they refer to that, how, like, just loving that world, you know, making those types of movies. Yeah. And majority of it is the set is, like, a healthy, safe, happy, positive environment, for the most part. Obviously, yeah. there's your stressful moments and stuff. But I'm like, I mean, you're making essentially a bunch of movies about these, like, cheesy love situations. It's, it's simple and, and good, you know? Yeah. Um, and I feel like you can kind of tell certain movies where the dynamic is just perfect. Yeah. Um, and this movie, Emma Emma and Paolo, they're just so good for each other. They just hit the them. nail on the head with everybody that they've put so far in this whole series. And, like, I don't know, like, we've seen Lacey Chabert in so many movies, but her in this movie I like even more because of how everybody gets along it's just like I don't know I'm just like really believing her as Avery and not just like you know she's done so many things that you could easily reference like any other movie but I just like love how everybody works together and I feel like like you said Hallmark is just it's like probably such a positive environment because I mean it is kind of just low stakes what they're putting out it's like they have their formula they know what works and they know that the movie's going to get watched and like it's yeah. just probably just everybody's just yeah. enjoying their time there so hallmark yeah. put us in a movie well and each of the actors have really just a long list under them of yeah. like things that they projects they've worked on um these six the six main um characters from yeah. these movies and uh they're older so they're not kind of that young like naive don't really they're still figuring out themselves yeah. um i mean Lacey, Autumn, and Allison, the actual actors, like their names, mm-hmm. they, they've been doing this and they just know who they are. Yeah. And you can see that in their characters. Their characters also just know who they are. Yeah. You know? Um, and that was part of the plot with this one is Emma knew who she was, but she consciously was compromising to fit into what her plan said she needed to fit into. Yeah. While also saying out loud, I hate this. Yeah. Well, it's, <laughs> um, it's almost like grappling with like your past self because you knew at yes. one point in time that was important to you. And it's like you don't want to do yourself a disservice by not trying to follow through right. with it. But, you know, you can just yeah. say thank you, past self, for this idea, yeah. but it's not working. <laughs> so moving on. Thank you, thank you, past Sophie. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, in the midst of all this, I have been working on my Paint My Numbers, which is yes. a Italian cliff perfect game thing <laughs> and i'm almost done i have like only a few numbers left to fill in and i'm kind of sad because i've been really enjoying it um and at the same time oh my word i need to buy better brushes and that's what i'm gonna do <laughs> that's, that's my next, next task um next creative endeavor yes but that's been kind of fun with all the italian stuff with yeah. emma and paolo i've yeah. been working on that and that's been enjoyable so yeah. to me i'm like oh, i just need to go to italy every time we review a movie where it's in Italy, you will just hear me say that. Cause well, I, I mean, I wouldn't fight you on it. And like I said in the <laughs> beginning, it's like, Paolo, twist my arm. Why don't you? I know. I mean, I'll go to Italy with you, sir. Um, I'm excited to go to Greece, though, because, you know, we clearly haven't been there yet. We've been to we've been to Italy once in these series, talked about it a lot. New York, Boston, and Chicago. So let's go to Greece. California, because San Francisco. Yep. yep. Mm-hmm. It'll be a good time. I'm excited. Yeah. The next one is the Wedding Veil vale Legacy. Is that correct? No, that's what they were. That's what that's she what, already that was. That was her first one. Yeah, we need to vamping, vamping until <laughs> we find the answer. The Wedding Veil. Vale. Still <laughs> vamping. I'm trying so hard. Well, they're not um, exactly easily Googleable. You have to just go to the Hallmark website. Okay, so Legacy was the first one, right? That was. 
the first Tracy one, right? I think so. Because we have the wedding veil, the wedding veil unveiled, the wedding veil legacy. Okay, it's like wedding veil. Oh, come on. I clicked on it. <laughs> legend. No, not legend. Journey. Journey. <laughs> <laughs> the wedding veil legend. <laughs> yeah, so she was legacy, the first one. Her first movie was the wedding veil legacy, and now she is uh, the wedding veil Beautiful. journey. It'll be a good mm-hmm. time. So, as always, everybody, you can watch these on friendly TV. Yes. Without the vowels. <laughs> Without the vowels. Except yeah. for the Y. Oh, um, yeah. That's the whole sometimes. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes, you know, y. sometimes Y. <laughs> um, I always think that every time I'm like, and sometimes Y, but not this time. <laughs> not this time. Only when yeah. you're looking at FriendlyTV.com. <laughs> um, we should just yeah, we love like sponsor us. <laughs> yes, we love watching it on there. I ha- I can cast to my TV from my cell phone. And so I'll just sit and I'll be working on my paint my numbers and my Mm -hmm. phone's right next to me and I can just fast forward from my phone through all of the commercials. So it's perfect. Easy. You can watch it from your laptop. We really love friendly um, TV. And this year, 2023 is our year to get sponsored by That's right. No Um, more ad-free episodes, everybody. You've you've enjoyed (laughs) it for too long. (laughs) Yes. No. I mean, we really don't want it to get crazy, but we definitely, we enjoy doing this. Um... And we're also modern women, and we want to make sure we're getting. I gotta afford. It's my, worth our time. Yeah, I gotta afford my avocado toast somehow. <laughs> it's either a home or an um, avocado toast. <laughs> yes, our goal is to one day personally speak to um, Lacey, Autumn, and Allison about yes. these movies. Yes. Each one. Yes. And just to gush and tell them oh how gosh. much we love them. The dream. So. I want to talk to Paolo. <laughs> Seriously. Uh, yeah, I want to talk to the guys. Holy cow. <laughs> Is that your real accent? Yeah, um, seriously. Sir, Peter. Forgot the accent. Well, but, yeah. yes. We have next week with Journey, and then after that, we have to sit down and decide Gosh, what we're I don't even know that. where to go from here. I know. Um, but anyway... I don't think we have... Do you, do you have an unpopular opinion? I no, I don't. I think one. my brain is a little mushy, yeah. but go back and listen to yeah. our last episode where we just like chit-chat and, and gab on about all the fun things, and next week we'll have more unpopular opinions for you. <laughs> yeah. My unpopular opinion is I was underwhelmed by the uh, <laughs> Your Place or Mine movie, so maybe your oh, <laughs> maybe there you go. listeners will be like, wait a minute, that but so no. Love Reese, love Ashton. Um enjoyed the movie for sure but just it's not going into it i'm not buying the dvd let's just say that <laughs> no blu-ray for me <laughs> no blu-ray and that's a big deal i'm a dvd year <laughs> this is true well thanks for listening friends and um come back yep. next week when we talk about the wedding veil journey with allison mm. well tracy and nick yes like tracy we're first name basis <laughs> our, our our gal pal and her husband our bffs <laughs> All right. Bye. Have a great week. Thanks again for hanging out with us here at Hallmark Remarks. If you like this episode, it would mean the world to us if you left a review so our podcast can find its way to new listeners who can join in on the fun. And while you're at it, don't forget to follow us on social media. We're on Instagram at Hallmark underscore Remarks pod and on Pinterest at Hallmark Remarks. That's where we'll not only post about movies we'll be reviewing, but also keep you up to date on our lives and other exciting things. And if you have movie suggestions, thoughts, or want to send us pictures of your pets, email us at hallmarkremarkspodcast at gmail.com. And as always, never forget that Die Hard is not a Christmas movie.